Welcome to I Got Back Up, Getting Back Up With. I'm Talia Lazarus, your host, and in August 2021, my whole life changed. I was in a road accident which led me to 10 weeks of no walking, two knee surgeries, and learning how to walk again in my 20s. My journey took me on a physical, emotional, and mental roller coaster, and I was broken and lost in every way. But then I learned I had the ability to change my own life and write my own story. So join me as I share powerful life stories, exploring the power of resilience and perseverance. Sometimes we are confronted with unexpected challenges and moments that defeat us. And it's during these dark times we question everything and lose who we are. But the human spirit possesses an immense strength that allows us to rise above the darkest moments and find the courage to rebuild our lives in unexpected and extraordinary ways. So leap into the deep end with us and head straight into the things that scare you the most. The hardest step is the first one, but once you take it, you're already one step ahead of yesterday and closer to everything you have ever dreamt of. I wouldn't leave the hotel room with fear something would happen, describes Nicholas Seminario, founder of Dark Angel. Sharing his journey of dealing with social anxiety, Nicholas began feeling uncomfortable in public situations as he entered middle school. His anxiety began to manifest as a constant fear of unlikely events and projections of negative outcomes. Social anxiety now affecting his behaviour and decision-making and convincing himself his excuses were okay, Nicholas reached a point of self-acceptance and launched his own company called Dark Angel to help others. So how did Nicholas navigate through social anxiety and get help? How did his experience with mental health motivate him to help others? Nicholas today, how are you? Good, how's everything going? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, yeah, it's going really well, thank you. So where in the world are you? I'm in uh, Long Island, New York, currently. Very nice, very nice. I uh, I love New York. Uh, I, I I love it there a lot. So it's it's nice to speak to someone from there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think this is so cool that we're able to kind of communicate over the world. You know, we're in two completely different parts, and to be able to do this, I think, is really really cool. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing because obviously, what we're going to do is we're going to talk all about your show what you're doing why you're doing it but it's interesting because obviously when we first spoke it was very much a you do a lot of them in person and I do a lot over video so it was it was I mean that's the way of the world these days isn't it it's it's being able to do things like this over video which is it's just very cool (laughs) yeah it's it's very very cool and I didn't really think this is something I would be doing I never really even podcasting to begin with, it wasn't something I planned on doing. And then I I strictly wanted to just do it in person. But then now I was like, you know what, I'd like to open up all these possibilities and kind of expand my horizon, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. No, it makes total sense. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back a little bit. And, you know, if you can share just kind of where you feel resonates most with your story and who you are today, what you're doing today, but kind of give us a little backstory of how, what, why, when, if that makes sense. Yeah. So my name's Nicholas Seminario. Um, about six years ago, six or eight years ago, I figured I had social anxiety. So when I was younger, I was a really outgoing kid. I was always you know, relatively popular. I had a lot of friends. I was always doing things. And once I got to middle school, um, kind of my feelings changed. I was still outgoing and still talkative, but I realized that it made me uncomfortable going into these public situations and things like that. So 
once I got to eighth grade, I went to a therapist and we figured out that I had social anxiety. Um, eighth grade was a really rough year for me. It was, you know, just you're going through changes, whether it's hormonally, to, it's middle school, you know, you're going through a lot of different things. And this is kind of where I realized that I needed to get help. I needed to talk to someone. So, you know, my parents came to me and they were like, all right, I think you should, you know, we should go talk to someone. So we wound up going to talking to someone and it made everything a lot better, right? So now I'm in high school and still that social anxiety was there. I wasn't really doing things to better it. And it was kind of just staying there and it wound up becoming much worse. So I got into 10th grade and we decided that we should go speak to someone again. And this is kind of where all of these issues came to front. Um, I wound up moving in this time, so I had to go through change, which I'm not great with change. This is something I struggled with. And so all of these things happening at the same time, I was preparing for college, I'm getting ready to move. Everything was kind of just spiraling at this time. And it was a struggle. And I wound up yet again speaking to someone and it became a lot better. I was able to work on all of these things and kind of realize like these things that my head is creating isn't as bad as it really is. So I was kind of projecting these improbable things from happening and I would convince myself that they were going to happen, but in reality they didn't or they weren't going to happen. And so I kind of dealt with this all through high school and um, it was, it was a struggle. It, prevented me from going out. I never really, I'm not much of a partier, but that kind of prevented me from doing those things because I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to be in public situations. And it's very funny because I'm somebody who is outgoing. I have no problem getting up in front of a crowd and speaking in front of people, you know? So it's like, it's very interesting how things like that work, but I'm always worried about what thing, or I was worried about what was going to happen in these situations, whether my family was going to the city or, you know, we were going on vacation and there was going to be a lot of people, stuff like that would really stress me out. Um, so once I got through this, I decided to create my own company. So this was around, um, senior year, um, or beginning of college, my freshman year of college. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to create some sort of clothing company or create something that was going to help people. And once I got to this point of kind of coming to terms with everything, I was in a much better place. I realized what I had to do to kind of better myself. Um, I wanted to create something that was going to help other people and kind of create a community and, you know, show people that they're not alone, right? You could have the most perfect life, but you could be struggling. And I, did, I, I wanted people to realize that you're not alone in what you're struggling with. So I created Dark Angel Company. It started out as a clothing company. Um, I have one of the designs behind me, and then the other one is over here. Um, so this one is for depression. It's showing somebody climbing out of that dark hole of depression. 
And then this one is for anxiety. It's showing somebody, you know, getting out of that dark abyss of anxiety and all of those fears. And my idea behind all of this is, like I said, if you see somebody wearing this stuff, you could be like, oh, I want to go up to this person. I can talk to them. I can be around them and show them that, hey, this is okay, right? You're struggling with something. I can struggle with something too. And there's nothing wrong with that. So by doing all of this, I also decided to start a podcast. So once I started the podcast, I was like, this is another way I can bring people together, have them listen, have them share their stories and say what they're struggling with, what they did to overcome what they're struggling with. And really just to build a big community and really show that, you know, you're not alone in whatever you're struggling with. No, and I agree. And I think that's the thing is a lot of people, a lot of people feel very alone when they're going through what they're going through. So, you know, people like you that are spreading the message of not being alone and having somewhere where they can, they can feel the community or they can feel that they are included is a huge part in mental health and any sort of you know, recovery in, in, in sense and any kind of adversity. And I want to ask then, so when you did struggle, especially when you were younger with social anxiety, what, what, what were your symptoms? How, how did it make you feel? What was kind of going through your head at the time? So, you know, just some specific examples. I believe I was in, um, ninth or 10th grade. My little sister had a dance competition in a uh, place called Kalahari. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, it's a big water park in Pennsylvania. I believe it's Pennsylvania. Um, but there's a ton of people. And it's a water park, right? You're supposed to go have fun in the water park. I decided to stay in the room the whole weekend because I was so worried that something was going to happen. And instead of going out and enjoying the vacation, I sat in the room the whole weekend and I was like, what am I doing? Like, that's kind of stuff I was realizing. I was like, this is not okay. And I was kind of making excuses as to why, oh no, you know, the water's probably dirty. Like just coming up with really stupid excuses. And I was convincing myself that these excuses were okay. Yeah. And I think that's, what's interesting as well is it's, it's a lot of fear. It's a lot of fear about things that are probably not going to happen. Um, and I think it's an interesting thing to discuss anxiety because I think a lot of people are dealing with it. Uh, and a lot of people aren't open about it. And everybody has slightly different you know, forms of it. But a lot of people aren't open about it or they almost don't want to they don't want to admit that they have anxiety, especially something like social anxiety. And being in a place where you are too afraid or in, in whatever it is to go and step outside for whatever the reason, it's a really tough place to be. Um, and, you know, it, it can be for any kind of reason. And that's what's so interesting. And do you, do you know where your fears came from? Or do you, have you, did you kind of ever find that out? Yeah. So I think a lot of it was judgment. Um, even as a, a younger kid, there was a lot of judgment around us, whether it was just from people in our town, family members, whatever it was, a lot of judgment. So I think deep down, my fear was that I would always be judged, right? So I, I thought people were going to be looking at me a certain way, whatever it was. And that was kind of 
where the fear came from. Now I realize, and I really don't care, like, that's not something that really bothers me. My social anxiety now is much, much less. And it comes from more of a place where the control aspect, like I'm worried that something's going to happen and I can't control it, right? So let's say, like I said, some, we're in the city and somebody is crazy and decides something, they want to do something, right? We can't control that. So that's kind of where those fears come from. Yeah, I think it's, uh, again, it's a really interesting point about the fear and about, you know, about when you were saying people judging you. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody recently and I think so many people, uh, and I, uh, you know, have been included in this, of course, get to a point or are at a point or or can be in a moment where they are so worried about what someone else is going to think, someone else is going to say, someone else is going to feel that they're almost giving away their power to that person because they're so worried about what they're going to say about you. Um, and I think so many people, because of that, don't either live their dreams, don't kind of pursue, you know, pursue the things that they want to do the most or, you know, step outside and go to a water park because they are so afraid of what someone else is going to say. But I think it's 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 learning how to get to a place or a point in your life where it doesn't matter what the other people are going to say, as long as it matters to you and as long as it makes you happy. It doesn't matter to anybody else. And I say that easily, but I know it's it's much easier said than done. Believe me, you know, from experience, it is much easier said than done. But I think we all have fallen victim to it or still do, that we are so worried about what other people say and do about us. But once we kind of learn how to work through it in our own ways, things just become almost clearer and and brighter um, once you kind of get through that. Totally. And that's even, you know, starting this, that's made me a lot more comfortable and confident in who I am as well. You know, there's tons of people who are most likely judging what you and I do. And guess what? I frankly don't care. And that's kind of led me to be happier, right? You're not caring so much what other people think and why should we right if we're doing something that makes us happy and we're doing something that makes a difference I think that's super important and that's what really matters at the end of the day you know we're doing what makes us happy yeah and I think again that's a really interesting point because a lot of people they'll look at certain things and they'll say well why why are you doing this or or wow I could never do that or or why are you into something like this? It doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's work, whether it's a hobby, whether it's something that you like that other people don't. If it makes you happy, it makes you happy. And I think that's what's important. Um, so then kind of, obviously, you said that you spoke to somebody and that obviously this was therapy. How do you feel that speaking to a therapist really did help you kind of get through your social anxiety? So we did a lot of, you know, exposure therapy. Um, so she would make me go out and do things I wasn't comfortable with, right? Rather it was going on a vacation, right? And doing something like that. Or, you know, I went to a private school. Um, so our elementary and middle schools, I went to public school. But then private school, I went to by myself meaning nobody from my town went. So I didn't know anybody going into high school. 
So that was a little nerve wracking. Um, but then, you know, doing things outside of that, which is what she was trying to get me to do, whether it was going to restaurants, whatever it was, getting me out and getting me to do these things, which I found very uncomfortable, but extremely helpful, you know, and that's why I believe I am where I am today. You know, like, for example, I'll go golfing with three random people by myself, you know, so it's like, I don't know these people, but that's something out of my comfort zone where three years ago, I would have never done. But now I do it almost every week. You know, if my friends can't come with me, I'm going and playing with random people because I I enjoy playing. So it's like doing things I wouldn't be doing or even doing the podcast. Like, that's not something I would have done four years ago. But, you know, I'm at a point now through therapy, through talking, through understanding what really happened. That's kind of, you know, where I am today. And I think you hit the nail on the head there when you said getting out of your comfort zone, because while I was listening to you talk about that, it's it's very much like we've been discussing. It's facing your fears and whatever it is that makes you step out of your comfort zone, whether it is something to do with, you know, things that are going on with your mental health, whatever it is, the only way you're going to change something, not the only way, because there's plenty of ways, sorry, but one of the ways that you are really going to make an impact and you're going to change whatever it is that you want to change is facing your fears and stepping outside of your comfort zone. And that, ironically, is one of the scariest things to do and one of the hardest things to do. And it's not easy at all. And they and that you can stumble through a load of roadblocks while doing that. But if you just keep persevering and you keep going through it and you keep trying, I mean, I say this a lot, but some of the most amazing things happen on the other side. And you, in particular, are somebody that has shown just what happens when you 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 step out of your comfort zone uh you know whether that's a mental place an emotional place a physical place and how different life can be afterwards um so where kind of what are you doing with dark angel where where do you hope to take it so right now this is um a year a year and a half almost of dark angel i would obviously love to have this podcast really grow and impact a lot more people. I recently partnered with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which was really, really big. And, you know, I would love to be able to have so many different interesting people like like yourself. Like, I think this is so cool that we're able to do something like this. Um, But yeah, I'd love to come out with more designs, you know, grow a bigger audience, just be able to really build a strong community and have people realize that they can come together and talk about what's going on in their lives. And down the road, I would love to be able to open up like an organization where people can get free therapy, just things that are necessary, where they wouldn't have to be paying for it. It would be provided through, say, like a nonprofit organization. I would love to be able to do something like that down the road once, you know, it it grows and gets bigger. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And like you were saying, it's awesome to connect and for both of us to to be able to do this together, which is very cool. So I do want to ask you one last question then, which is if you could give somebody advice that is, you know, deep in the middle of social anxiety at the moment, and they do not see a way out, they do not see a way out at all, and they have absolutely no idea what to do, what would you say to them? So first off, 
you definitely need to be uncomfortable, right? You have to get out of your comfort zone and do these things that you probably wouldn't want to do. There's plenty of times where even still there's things that I'm like, no, I really don't want to do, but I'll try and push myself. And look, I'm guilty. Sometimes I, I can't, right? Sometimes I just, it's too much for me and I won't. But most of the time I do try and push myself to get out of my comfort zone. Because like you said before too, if you're going to be doing these things or not doing these things, there's a lot of things you're going to be missing out on. And you're going to be missing out on possibilities that you never thought were imaginable, right? There's things, like I said, I'm doing today where five years ago, I would have been like, no, that's that's not me. I'm I'm not doing that. But you need to really be uncomfortable, right? Life's all about being uncomfortable. If we're going to be comfortable in everything we do, there's no excitement, right? Everything's kind of boring and bland. You have to be uncomfortable, get out of your comfort zone, and do things that are going to make you change your life. Yeah, I love that. It is. It's 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 also knowing that you have the ability to change your own life, to build the life you want, to create the life of your dreams. Um and yeah, you got it spot on. It's 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 changing your life and and knowing that you can and I think a lot of people think they can't. Uh and they there'll be too many excuses why they can't and some are valid 100%, but the only person technically stepping in the way of you is you and once you do get out of your comfort zone and you face these challenges yeah I mean you said it as well amazing things can happen on the other side and you know you can create a brand and a podcast and you know have it all so it's amazing yeah is there anything else that you'd like to talk about today um that's that's really it I really just think you have to put yourself out there you know and make those decisions that you may be kicking yourself in the moment, but you'll be happy in the end. No, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to our episode as well. Um, And for all those of you guys listening, if you want to check out my podcast, it's the Dark Angel Podcast. Um, Talia is going to be on it as well. So tune in for that. That's going to be part two of the episode. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Nicholas. It was a pleasure to chat with you and remember to check out his podcast, Dark Angel. So this week, think about certain thoughts or beliefs that have prevented you either in the past or in the present moment to do something you desire. Are you making decisions for yourself that you know are really just an excuse What happens if you just try and go for it? So thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.